everybody, welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet where myself, Dan Selke, and Mia Johnson of DorksOfTheForce.net, MiaPwitterIsComing.com.net, Switzer.com.net, talk about all things um, fantasy, sci-fi, TV, movies, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, superheroes, etc. This is our special Thanksgiving edition. I'm coming to you not live from an undisclosed Thanksgiving location. And Mia, I believe you are at home. I am at home. I'll be heading uh, 20 minutes away to my parents' house starting tomorrow. So finishing up my, up my uh, last couple hours of work at home. Very nice. And um, Mia, is there anything this season in terms of television or movies that you're especially thankful for? Oh, interesting. Hmm. Yes, I think I owe my life to The Mandalorian. <laughs> Both The Mandalorian and the series. Easy there. <laughs> yeah, um, I d- d- just so you know at home, I am at a different setup. Like, I have piled my computer way too high and my microphone on little, like, ma- if, 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 uh, if I, like, pull out and show you the little kind of leaning tower of pieces that I have made here <laughs> so this comes together, here's a lamp. Um, you would be afraid for me. But you it just, you know, makes this episode have more of an edge. It's working. You're a hard worker and you make sure you you get what you need done. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. What about you? Um, the Mandalorian, yeah, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for, um, you know, all the streaming services that I currently have at my fingertips to get me through the dark hours of the soul Oh yeah. as we uh, run out the clock in this whole pandemic situation. Definitely been very useful. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I'm at a, a place right now where we just kind of can relax and just kind of maybe watch some movies and just uh, let our hair down a bit, so to speak. That's so nice, yeah. um, I'm thankful for family and togetherness. And also we get a turkey roast we're going to make. So looking forward to that. Ooh, yeah, I've got my, I make the macaroni dish every year. And I learned my lesson last year. Um, I think we were, it was, it had to be like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We we're at the grocery store. There was none of the good like box macaroni. I don't mm-hmm. even know how I ended up getting a box of macaroni. But last week I learned my lesson. I got my macaroni box last week last thursday and still there were only three left <laughs> so i was like i was like hmm should i hoard one more for christmas and i was like no i'll be kind to my neighbor and you know there's probably some poor fellow out there just like me who's who's stocking up on macaroni early um but yeah i'm gonna be cooking i wish i could you know mail out some samples to everyone out there but just take my word that it's pretty good <laughs> you're a generous hearted person let me ask you, were you thankful for the conclusion of Supernatural, the 15-year season-running <laughs> demon-hunting uh, monster explosion show that you watched the series finale of? Although you ha- didn't watch the most of the season, right? Or am I wrong? I, no, this was like me watching it for the first time in years. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you want to go am back? I, huh? Oh, n- no, no, that's okay. <laughs> that is okay. Oh, no, I asked them. What made you want to go back? Oh, what made me go back? I asked you if you thought I wanted to go back. I was like, no. What made me come back? Um, I was honestly just curious to find out how it all ended. Um, sure. Um, one of my best friends was kind of talking about it in the chat, and she was expressing her disappointment. And I saw other people were kind of like, you know, just the, the episode kind of flatlined. So I was like, come on, guys. I got to see this for myself. So <laughs> just like out of the blue, I was like, painting my nails. I was like, I need something on in the background. (laughs) That's where I was at with this episode. And yeah, I can see why everyone was disappointed. Um, But I made a tweet and I'll I'll wrap up. I was like, 
this show has been on for 15, you know, seasons, 15 yeah. years or so. Like, it was like, what more could you want from us? Just let us, you know, let it end already. So I'm not disappointed because there's been so much that happened already that I'm like, well, I guess, you know, this is. It is also, yeah, is. I mean, you've been out of the loop for a while. I'm not sure you were like investing in what had happened yeah. immediately before. I got to tell you, like our reviewer, Monique Jacobs, she rhapsodized about it. Like she was in full tears. She like was really into it. Um, wrote an excellent review on WIC.net if anyone wants to go check it out. Um, just uh, talking about how she thought it was kind of, it felt like from an interview, the, the ending that um, the series needed. A mm, smaller thing focused on the two brothers. As I gather, the last couple episodes were about like wrapping up the big world ending plot. So yeah. what, it, but I'm taking it that you, what about it uh, did you find disappointing? Oh, uh, well, yeah. You know, I think if that's the case, like I said, because I'm, you know, I, I can't call myself the expert because I haven't watched this season, mm-hmm. but yeah. From what I've heard, you know, there was some things wrapped up, especially like we talked about earlier with Castiel and and those sort of things. Mm -hmm. So when it came to this episode, um, and I think I can reveal some spoilers. I don't think at this point. I think so, yeah. Uh, So much of spoilers incoming. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So in this episode, they start out living a normal life. It's like things are easy for them. They're finally, you know, happy. Um, and then like a normal mystery happens, it's just like a normal old time. They're going to hunt this thing down. And in the middle of that fight, um, that's when Dean dies. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, he's dying again. <laughs> so they really, really, before, tr- I guess that makes sense. They really try to draw this one out now. You know, like, oh, this is it. This is the big one. I- I'm coming. You know, I see the light. And, you know, they had these heartfelt speeches and stuff. And I was kind of feeling that. But for the most part, I'm like, this has happened so many times that it's hard for me to take it serious. And even this episode, you know, we had some points where it's like Dean dies and then Sam grows up. He gets older. He wears a a old man's wig and and on his deathbed, his son is like, it's okay. You can let go now. So... (laughs) It's the like same I thing get... he said to his brother when he died. Yeah. <laughs> Monique did not like the wig. I'll say that <laughs> the wig was a little funny. Um, so I can tell it was not like the most serious of series finales, but it's still. I'll give it. You know, they they tried to put some of that, you know, heart in there. It was just kind of like to me. It just was like, okay, this is over. I was like, all right, good job. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like like. What to you is an example of a really great series finale? Do you have any? It's like, I, I feel like they are mm. very hard to pull off. I mean, Supernatural, apparently here we have some split decisions. Yeah. There are things like Game of Thrones and Dexter. People like loathe the series finales. Um, are there examples of like great ones? I don't know if I've made it yet. Lost too. is one that kind of also got a lot of uh, controversy around it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, Sopranos oh, yeah. back in the day had a lot of controversy around it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I can't call recall an example right off the bat just because I don't know if I've watched a series where they've reached their completion or have gotten to that point. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think the Avatar yeah, the Last Airbender had a pretty good one, as I recall. I think that one is pretty universally praised, the Avatar the Last Airbender series uh-huh. finale. I've heard that, yeah. I've heard some like that one. that one. Um, the Breaking Bad one is pretty well regarded, but not, like, amazingly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think it's hard to have like a really universally beloved yeah. series finale. Yeah. It's, it's a hard trick to pull off. But if you can do <laughs> yeah. it, uh, let me know. 
Yeah. So I wouldn't say I hated it. I just think it felt like a normal episode. And so for that, I was content. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll accept it. All right. <laughs> a split decision there. Um, how about moving on to other TV goings on? Um, a show that's a long time away from its series finale, maybe. Uh, the Mandalorian, probably. I'm sure they're like years and years by their plan. <laughs> they're going off again oh, on yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Like seasons and shows ahead of them. Um, the Siege. Fourth episode, halfway through the season. What do you think of the newest Mandalorian oh, outing? Yeah, yeah, it heated up again. And this one was directed by Carl Weathers, who plays Grief Cargus. It was. I think, yeah, he did so an excellent. We blame him for Mr. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh no, I, you know, he's technically in front of the camera. So whoever, <laughs> was, the, whoever was the DP on that project, I think that's more of their fault and not him because he wouldn't have seen it you know um so yeah sorry that that guy came in the shot and maybe they can digitally edit him out or something like that but aside oh, from I'm that sure they have i mean like he's famous he has like action figures yeah. already <laughs> yeah he has like lots of fan art people are going to him for halloween or whatever they <laughs> hadn't asked yeah <laughs> yeah that was quite funny and i didn't notice it you know so i think the the more oh, casual viewer yeah yeah if the internet hadn't existed this guy would have been you know could have been invisible man for all we knew that's the great thing about i mean the great and the bad thing about, about, about the internet when like little things like that kind of thing has been happening for literally at this point probably a hundred years as yeah. long as films are going on like there's a guy in jeans and t-shirt in the background of indiana jones and the, and the last <laughs> or, or the first one um Raiders of the Lost Ark. God, I almost forgot. There's like folk in Star Wars and everything. It's always happened. But now, because the internet, when something like that happens, you just, it gets blown up and you will yeah. see it. Yeah. And it can be an event. Yeah. But I think the, the good part is that people still take it lightheartedly. No one is like sending death threats or anything. Like, you messed oh, up the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Until Game of Thrones is a coffee cup and everybody gets crazy. Okay. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's different. But yeah, this episode was pretty okay, fun. Yeah, um, and this one also, it started out almost like a little filler. But then, you know, towards the end, it really got quite interesting um, with some of the reveals. I feel like we have to go into spoiler territory here, oh, too, because yeah. they really dug I into it. spoiler on this podcast slash chat show. Um, I think it makes it more interesting. Yeah, yeah. I want to know Mandalorian spoilers, please. Um put your fingers in your ears now just say okay. la 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 what, yeah. what most spoke to you so when they were you know infiltrating this old imperial ship right mm -hmm. and they just think it's a base you know they got to take it out it's whatever it's whatever and then they see this message from um the doc dr pershing you know he's the guy from last season with the glasses and he's like mm -hmm. oh moff gideon there's something where we've run out of our test subjects and we need someone with a high enough M count, you know, throwing in a M little <laughs> midi chlorian action there. It returns. Ooh, and but they didn't say it out loud because they yeah. knew they would have gotten some blowback. <laughs> they dare not speak it, it which must not be <laughs> named. And yeah, basically it was setting up the whole idea that they were using the child, Baby Yoda. They needed his blood. And but. somehow it looks like they're doing like some cloning experiments or something in the background. So we're like, ooh, what could that be? <laughs> so I really, <laughs> I really liked that. I was like, whoa, okay. Cause you know, we, we, all this time we've been trying to figure out what is up with baby Yoda and why did they need right. him? And they were like, okay, this is, this is kind of why. It, yeah. I enjoy that part. That, that, that's pretty cool. It gives like a nice shape to 
the overall villainous plot and also mm-hmm. being dastardly, right? I mean, yeah. we have to keep Bibiota safe or else they'll steal his blood <laughs> and use it to yeah. make, I'm guessing, like a platoon of force-powered uh, clone soldiers, which is something we do yeah. not want to happen. Nobody wants that to happen, which is good. No. Um, and if we can people. I thought it kind of came by pretty quick, like that reveal. Like it was kind of like tucked in there, you know? It wasn't like... Mainly the episode, like the part that I remember most is just the brutal murder of like dozens of stormtroopers. Like they were getting smashed against walls. They were getting shot point blank range with giant cannons. Like they were yeah. getting run Falling over with lava stuff. pits. Fall into lava pits. <laughs> they were getting sh- shot by like the caseload in the, in, in um, the hallways I mean, uh, the, the great tradition of stormtroopers can't do anything and miss every time and can never actually hurt anything was in evidence very much here, which I guess shows oh, why yeah. they would want um, some force-sensitive super troopers because the guys <laughs> they got are not cutting it. No, that's absolutely correct. Uh, some people were wondering, though, they were like, oh, well, are they you know, going to clone... Emperor Snow or Supreme Leader Snoke from, you know, the sequel trilogies or some were even wondering, like, is this how Emperor Papaltine was cloned? So it could possibly be that. But yeah, whatever Moff Gideon was that like, you know, room he was standing in line with all those troopers along the wall. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're in all black. Very misty, that room. Yeah, (laughs) it was like, what's going on? Who are these people? And I, I kept pausing it to try to get a good angle and see what those things were, but I was like, no, I don't know what those things are, and I'm afraid to find out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think there might be some kind of um, dark trooper or something from the mythology, but I'm not really familiar mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, I liked it, and it's good that they're doing the mythology. Honestly, the bulk of the episode, like the the, the like the whole um, kind of canyon chase sequence, mm-hmm. I thought was like really beautifully done, but I didn't really get why we were seeing it, you know? Like, I didn't really... <laughs> I, I, I guess I didn't really care about either of those characters that much. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm not sure why you can't just cut to them being safe, why we have to kind of... <laughs> but I did like seeing these Stormtroopers get brutally um, dispatched in 1,100 different ways. That was the highlight for me. Your priorities. Yeah, I like the canyon scene. They always kind of have thrown was- that in really since, you know, that Death Star moment of Luke, you know, going through those little places. So I've always kind they of liked like those. like their canyons, don't they? Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I didn't really too much have a problem with that. I really love Baby Yoda in class, you know. That was great. Trying yeah, to steal the, the um, kids' cookies. The Force, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have there, have, have, there, have there been many instances of, like, people using the Force to do frivolous, stupid things in Star Wars like that? Because there <laughs> not, should be more. Yeah, not really in, in the movies. Maybe in Clone Wars or Rebels, some of that stuff. But, yeah, this is kind of the first time you just get to see, you know, I'm going to use the force to steal some cookies. Why not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like people wouldn't do that. I think it's a very dark side thing to do, frankly. Ooh. Stealing cookies with the force. What an no, abuse no, no. of power. <laughs> yeah, but, Baby Yoda is still on the naughty list after episode two. He's still killing it, though. I mean, like his yeah. arms in the air when they're oh, doing yeah. like oh, yeah. orgies is adorable and puking up things. And of course, Disney is already going full tilt on like the merchandising afterwards. Like, it's amazing how like in the first season, you couldn't come across any merch because they yeah. wanted to keep everything secret. And now it's the day after the cookies are available. 50 bucks for blue cookies. Yeah. 
<laughs> I wonder if Baby Yoda at some point is going to become like the Minions, where it was cute the first time, and after a thousandth time, it's like, ah, I, I can't yeah, do it anymore. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely a concern. Um, we're not there yet. Yeah. In fact, they've kind of like kind of um, eased off him quite a bit in this new season a bit. I mean, he, he hasn't really been at the center of any of like the plot so far. He always like finds like, you take him, you watch him. You're going to stay yeah. here. Yeah. And then I'm going to do my thing, which might, maybe that's for the good because he's not going to get overexposed, at least on the show itself. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, next week should be pretty interesting. Dave Filoni is directing. We think Ahsoka Tano might show up, uh, played by Rosario Dawson. So I think everyone is really like most excited for episode five. And I am, too. Yeah, I'm entertained. Um, I'm, I'm not gripped as I was during the first season because I think things have been kind of on a more... Uh, even keel like there's a, there hasn't there hasn't really been anything very surprising mm -hmm. but um the formula is still working for me yeah so go get it the first episode is still the one to beat for me Ooh, interesting i think i'm still surprised by episode three i think i was surprised by that one or maybe again i was just happy to see it, it like wasn't a filler episode so that's where that's still where i'm at right now all right beyond that are you watching anything else on television that you want to talk about before we move on to other topics? No, let's keep going. Okay. Um, I want to touch on the news that HBO has officially ordered a television series, a whole season of TV, so it's going right to series, I'm not sure if I made a pilot or not, of The Last of Us, the popular Sony Naughty Dog video game zombie series about a man and a girl trekking through a post-apocalyptic United States on their way to safety, perchance? We'll see. Mm -hmm. I don't think you've played the games, right? I haven't played it, but I've, I've seen all of it, you know, watched through it. <laughs> right. That's me. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, good games, controversial games in some cases. The, the second one made a big stir online. Yeah. But um, I would say pretty ready-made for a TV show because, you know, it, it, at, at its heart, it's like a couple of people um, trying to make their way uh, in a desolate landscape without, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's it's not really epic in the traditional sense of like yeah. a big epic. It's not like a Star Wars. It's not a Game of Thrones. It's not even a Walking Dead. Like the cast is smaller than that. And it's very focused and it's very character driven. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of subtle in a way that I think could work for television and work for HBO. And I said it before, I feel like um, it's a bit of a proving ground. Like video game movies for a long time have been kind of a trash by default. Like that's just where it like kind of yeah. starts. And we're seeing recently a more uptick in higher quality stuff. And if this is a hit, it could be a new dawn for uh, yeah. vi the, the video game prestige project. Oh, yeah. The video game prestige movie and TV show. And it is being worked on by Craig Mason of Chernobyl fame and Neil Druckmann, the guy who wrote the story for the games. Mm -hmm. So it could also be a nice proving ground for video games just becoming like the new source material default for movies and TV shows, which you figure they would have to be eventually because video games are such an enormous um like a uh, marketplace and bring yeah. in so much money yeah. that like the stories being told there, I think probably are the future because mm -hmm. that's going to be like the thing you license that already has a built an audience. And then you make a thing off it. The trick is we just need for someone to actually make a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can tell like 
even this past week, like sales for PS5 have been insane. You know, like there's been an uh, over demand, you know, more people are requesting than they can supply right now, which is, mm-hmm. is you know, insane because people are so, you know, invested in these video games, invested in these stories. And yeah, especially also, Last oh, of wow, Us. What's that? Also, I mean, like, you know, home without stuff to do. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, um, Last of Us is just one of those really great heartfelt stories, especially the relationship between Joel and Ellie. Um, the characterization, yeah, and the second one was a, l- was a little off. The story was a little off. So I wouldn't, like, jump to see that one adapted. But I, I, I would kind of be interested to see how they do this one. Well, I mean, the second one is... Has, has a lot of debate around it, right? About people uh-huh. who think it's brilliant and others who are tearing it down. And I haven't actually played the second one, so I can't weigh in effectively, but it seems to kind of divide along the lines of, I mean, generally speaking, the people who, that, that, the, re, that the bad reaction to it is kind of a bit of uh, a right-leaning backlash kind of thing you know that that was at first that was the first reaction where it was those people who were like you know a woman in the lead yeah you know having you know lgbtq characters and all that stuff i don't know know, well the internet freaks out over that stuff those yeah those right-leaning people um but as like you know actual normal people played the game you know they were able to suss out like the problematic stuff there is some like fundamentally kind of you know not great storytelling elements and character elements um i think uh youtube i watched nakey jakey youtuber he had like i think almost like an hour long dissection of it where it's like actually you know not like blah 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 yelling in a, at a keyboard but mm-hmm. actually dissecting the game and pointing out what's wrong so yeah that's that's a whole nother <laughs> issue about you know that game and how they decided to handle ellie as an adult and all that stuff but for sure the first one was great and that's you know that's the good part as i'm sure you know though i mean like, there are others who love it like donkey loved it there are others who are behind it i think it yeah. sounds interesting yeah but anyway we have no idea if they're going to adapt that the point is video game show coming prestige could be very good could be very mm-hmm. important would you watch, Mia? Do you have oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. It's got my seal of approval. I know that it's not going to happen, but I still think a few years ago anyway that Nikolai Kostya-Waldau as Jamie <laughs> Lannister would have made a great Joel and Maisie Williams a great Ellie. Because uh-huh. come on, it's like older kind of grizzled dude and younger yeah. spitfire yeah. person. Um, maybe a little too old now for Maisie Williams, but eh, whatever. I'm just going to put it out there anyway. Because hey, and HBR already has their number. Exactly, exactly. You'll never know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Avoiding the earthquake. I mean, You're all good. Closer and closer to disaster, but not there yet. Okay, and finally, there's been some pretty interesting superhero news coming around. Um, quite a lot of stuff in the world of DC and Marvel. Okay, first up, I got to say this. I think a lot of us expected something like this to happen, but to actually have it confirmed was fairly big. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner Bros. is caved. They are putting out Wonder Woman 1984 on direct to HBO Max and releasing it in theaters on December 25th, Christmas. Mia, your reaction? Yeah, uh, not surprised for sure. Um, I think I was more surprised to see that they 
we're going to have a theatrical release as well. Yeah, that's weird. Because at this point, it's like nothing else is or will be showing to my knowledge or nothing huge. Are theaters even going to be open in the first place? Um, Probably not. And unless, you know, it's like one of those, hey, rent rent out this theater with your friends and family for a hundred bucks, which to be honest, if you just buy the tickets, no one else is going to show up anyway. So you just save the money and, you know, you probably assume that you're going to be the only person there. Um, right. But yeah, I would probably lean myself more towards just watching it on HBO Max. Um, they're for not free. doing a premium. Yeah, for free. So I was like, I, I think, mean, you like, know, for free. With a subscription. Well, right, right, right. Well, yeah, compared to like Mulan, where you had to pay the premium for some, you know, some Disney. Yeah, reason. that failed. Bad yeah. idea. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean, you know, towards HBO Max having to plug in my laptop old style into the HDMI port <laughs> because there's no Roku app, and you know, HBO is gonna make me uh, work to watch this movie. But yeah, that that's my response. They are now on um, Amazon Fire, and apparently they're close on Roku. So maybe if they're there by Christmas, they've got a month. This could be really good for them, honestly. Yeah. I mean, if they get on that stuff and they release a big hero tentpole by Christmas, it could be a nice little boost, and they kind of need it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I'm surprised by the theatrical release too. I mean, I, I think that the streaming release would all been inevitable, mm-hmm. especially after Disney did it. Like. There are these other studios like Warner Bros. who are kind of like holding out and yeah. like, um, it'll be fine by then. We'll just lay it one more time. We got to do this. But it, it it looks more and more like they were just fighting the inevitable. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. longer this goes on, the more um, inevitable it seemed that we were all going to be watching these big movies in our homes. Yeah. Although I agree, the theater actually is weird. I mean, they said that they wanted to do it to like support theaters, which I get is is, mm-hmm. is a noble sentiment, but I don't think many folk are going to go see it anyway. So I don't think that really help. And also, yeah. I'm not sure they should go see it anyway, even if they have the option. It might not be a great idea. Um, so it's a halfway compromise, and I bet the next thing they release, assuming that we haven't licked this by uh, the first few months of next year, like fingers crossed, um, might just go straight to streaming. Yeah, I I think that I'm I'm really starting to lean towards now everyone dropping all you know all their movies on streaming, and I feel like we need to give you know we recover, and then we need time for the movie theaters and all these to recover as well because we've mm-hmm. seen with tenant and we've seen with like the new mutants that people are not just going to drop everything to go to the theater at this rate that's well, not going to happen tenant did pretty well overall around the world i think but then right, again, yeah. around the world things are spiking so yeah but still yeah it was it was an underwhelming box office performance so it was like it's like is it worth you know getting a cut of the money mm-hmm. um and trying to be content with that or you know should you just drop it all on streaming kind of wait for the economy and for movie theaters to recover. And now, you know, it's safe to go back and have a full house and things like that. I mean, you got to wonder if they're thinking about this kind of thing, because now, now that a vaccine seems pretty close-ish, right? I, I know they haven't like rolled it out or done all the tests. Or anything, yeah, but inside, but yeah. Yeah, it, it's close. So, I mean, I mean, Lord willing, maybe by this time in like four or five months, things are like leveled off and they're going to, actually start releasing things again yeah and not be a menace to public health while they do it <laughs> yeah just, just uh, a little bit longer 
Yeah, that's why I'm I'm really wondering. I feel like this is kind of like <laughs> But it's fine. It's fine. We we have editing. We can edit this out now. Um oh, I feel like uh, this is kind of like the ball is now in Disney's court with Black Widow because that yes. movie, oh my goodness, been waiting for so long and now, you know, lots of backed up movies in the pipeline for Marvel as well. So it's like, I've been I've been waiting for several months to see this movie. Like, please just let me have it, Disney. Stop being so vain. Just let me have it. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, what I'm guessing is that like Black Widow must have something in it that like leads to another movie that they can't release yet or something is my guess. Cause like, otherwise I would have released it already, you know? Yeah. The next movie to come out is Eternals. Um, after black widow, which should have come out this year, I think around this time. And mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. don't, oh, yeah. I, I don't know what to think. I just want to see black widow. <laughs> no more delayed gratification. <laughs> that, that threshold is, is past. It's over and it's gone. Um, another Marvel movie that's going to come, um, Black Widow might not be for a bit, but we now know they are officially making uh, Deadpool 3 at Marvel Studios mm-hmm. with Ryan Reynolds back in the role of the lovable, cheerfully vulgar and violent Mark with the mouth, Deadpool himself, <laughs> written by Bob's Burger Scribes, Lizzie and Wendy Molyneux. So I guess, were you surprised? Are you excited? And is it going to be different? Like, it's one thing for Disney to say, we want to give you the full uh, Deadpool experience, all mm-hmm. the gore and viscera and cursing and what they can even handle. And another thing that when it actually gets, like, run through the Disney marketing department, they're like, yeah, we can't have that many dead babies on screen <laughs> in a Disney picture. We just don't allow it. Ah, that's a good one. I think that for Deadpool... They this is the one that they sounded like they're going to commit to, you know, keeping it R-rated. Again, yeah, I wonder how many F-bombs they're going to drop and stuff like that. Because I feel like this is going to be the property now where they introduce, you know, they can have some characters do cameos in the way they did it with the original yes. X-Men. Um, or, you know, when they were with the X-Men. And, yeah, it's like, do we want Spider-Man, you know, precious Tom Holland around someone who's going to drop an F-bomb? Oh, no. <laughs> So that's going to be fun. But what is going to be really fun, though, is now that it's, you know, within Marvel Studios, there's going to be a whole lot of fourth wall breaking. You know, (laughs) I'm expecting a lot of Disney Fox jokes. You know, where's the old Wolverine? This movie really writes itself like the the Bob's Burgers writers really don't have a hard job uh, doing this movie. But it'll be fun because this, to my knowledge, would be kind of the first instance of the X-Men or like X-Men properties now being in the MCU and not like, you know, Wanda and um, Pietro, you know, being fake mutants. Yeah, like this is like, like this is the weird. real deal. So that's really exciting. Okay. Like my, my, my inner comic book nerd has to come out here for a second and to say, <laughs> I've never understood like Deadpool is not part of the X-Men. Is he? I didn't think he was like, he's not a mutant. He's right. like an experiment or something. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, but I, I never associated him with the X-Men. And then at some point people started saying like, he's an X-Man, but like, no, he isn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know the the deep history as well, aside from like X-Force that he made in the second movie and it's kind of got its own history. Um, but I think it was because he was sold off to Fox anyway and... that they, they just grouped him in there. Um, oh, and again, I could, okay, I could so be wrong saying, as yeah. well, but because he was a part of the Fox family, it, it was just kind of like a nice little tie-in for sure. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I am curious to see... If, despite what they say, Disney will 
muddle with it a bit and clean it up a <laughs> yeah. little bit and not let it yeah. be as hard. And it'll be hard to like integrate him into the wider Marvel stuff because he is so sort of his own style onto himself. But Feige mm-hmm. has done some amazing things before, so I'm sure he could probably pull it off. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, Feige's a huge comic book person. I've said he's, you know, consulted on the very first X-Men movie. So he knows his stuff. He knows what he's doing. And it should be a good, fun movie. And finally, in also Marvel news, um, Black Panther 2, the sequel to Black Panther, is going to shoot in July. I think according to Hollywood Reporter or The Rep, one Mm -hmm. of those. Um, So they're going ahead with it. Obviously, that's complicated because Chadwick Boseman, the star of the original, um, passed. And like the rumor of a rumor that wasn't as solid as that July thing was that um, Letitia Wright would be given a bigger role. Um, What do you think of this? Is it uh, time to go forward? Should they have just let the project maybe die without Bozeman? Or are they doing the right thing in sort of reorienting and pushing Uh forward? Yeah, I think I'm in support of it It moving forward. And that's kind of, you know, and, and I don't want to come from a place of insensitivity either, but it, that's kind of the goodness about comic books is we always have, you know, heroes, you know, heroes will die, but, you know, mm-hmm. there's that turnover. Even if a hero doesn't die, you know, someone else will assume the moniker or something like that. So it, it's very nicely written in. I think that Black Panther meant so much to so many people, especially in the black community, that it's like, I think we all still want a Black Panther too. Um, and there's ways to honor Chadwick Boseman as the Black Panther while also like, I think people would go absolutely wild to know that, you know, Letitia Wright would take over as, as, as the Black Panther. Um, and to me, it's a, it's an honorable thing. It really is kind of like this passing down you know of of something great to another person so i i have full you know um faith that she would like (laughs) be an awesome you know we would get a female black panther which that is you know obviously really really cool as well um so there are really there are are sensitive ways to handle this i don't you know you can say maybe it's all about money and stuff like that but i think black panther specifically has been like so far past just about making money at this point that we kind of do need, you know, a new hero to step up and to say it's going to be okay and everything. I mean, I feel like people are mostly reacting very, very well to it. Although yeah. it is a really like a a minefield, right? Because there, yeah. there are steps, wrong steps you could take. Like there's that rumor about they're going to have a CGI Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, and obviously people, yeah. people didn't like that. Like that was too far. But having Letitia Wright step into the role, people are into that. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of like, what's the other wrong step you could take? And like off the path in either direction is going to be bad. But if you just go choose the good middle path, it, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure it'll be a success. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, and we've seen this with Paul Walker and, you know, Fast and Furious yeah, Carrie well, Underwood, you know, not Carrie Underwood, Carrie, Carrie Underwood. Fisher. Oh, <laughs> Carrie Fisher, you know, no country stars here, you know, uh, coming up in two Star Wars movies, just, you know, using old recycled footage. And yeah, it, it's 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 interesting how the, they handle those things. I think fans were, were open to Leia because her story wasn't over just yet and yeah. having her come back in that regard. So, yeah, it is really a really fine, fine line to walk on. And yeah, one misstep and it could be, you know, very insensitive or all of these other things. So 
so far, they seem to be towing the line pretty well. Yeah. But I mean, as we know, like um, on the internet, if that can change with the next bit of mm-hmm. news. So it'll be a tightrope walk, but hopefully yeah. one that'll walk well. Yeah. And you know, Ryan Coogler too, directing and I'm, I'm assuming writing if not all, some of the script. Um, you know, these are people who knew Chadwick Boseman. They were very close to him. Um, I'm sure even talking to his family, like they're not just going to make a movie oh, yeah. and be like, you know, oh, hey, this is completely, <laughs> you know, we're done and, and moving on. So I do think it's going to be handled with care. I don't think they're just going to haphazardly throw something together. So I do have, oh, no. have a lot of faith in that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I um, hope everything goes smoothly. And hopefully we'll be able to start seeing some Marvel stuff in the not too distant future after being deprived of it for the entirety of 2020, have a little Marvel detox there. Maybe we'll love it all the more when it comes back. Maybe so. I'm yeah, I am like really, (laughs) I'm almost tapped out. I'm like, I need my Marvel fix, man. Where is it? (laughs) January 15th is WandaVision, I think. Right. So the first one. And And that's like a nice six episodes too. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. They're going to have like, you know, a good get in, get out series and probably not like a repeated thing either. Yeah. Anything you're looking forward to watching or do you have planned to watch over the Thanksgiving holiday? Hmm. I don't know. It's such a short little break that I feel yeah. like the days are going to go by so fast anyway. Um, I'm reading a book based on the Miles Morales video game. I'm going to have a review up on Culturist. So oh, hopefully cool. I can finish that up. It's a quick read, but it, it's pretty nice so far as like a nice little companion novel. Very nice. I'm finally getting into, I'm finally getting into the Great British Bake Off, which isn't Ooh. sci-fi, but um, is... <laughs> magically delicious oh i know a lot of people love that i know it is very popular i found the cave it's good to like put out in the background while doing other things yeah anyway that's about all we got for you this week and everyone out there listening have a great holiday or if you're overseas have a great uh thursday friday (laughs) saturday sunday we'll be back next week live this one was pre-recorded if you hadn't gathered because um we were going to be off wednesday afternoon for the holiday We'll be back next week, Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winners Main Facebook page. Hope to see you there. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.